Just praise Him. From Him, all blessings flow. Yes. Just He below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes, lift Him up. Praise Him. Yes, praise Him. Blessing. strangers on the earth, but our true abode, our true origins, and our citizenship is of heaven. Lord, as we engage in this powerful activity, Lord, may we receive the blessings and may we get acquainted with all that is available in this kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So we are in Second Chronicles 20. Yes, yes. 22. Yeah. After consulting the people, Jezebel appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So here they were in the battle. I don't know if any of you decided to read that whole verse. I don't know if any of you. Yeah, if you started from the beginning. That's beautiful. Oh, yay. Beautiful. Okay, if, if you all did that, let's just see how it all started. Let's read verse 13 and 14, June, please. Okay. All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Okay, Judah means praise. Yes. So all of these people 
that are named praise were responsible for praise. So all the families stood up when they heard this mighty army was coming against them. In Second Chronicles 20, the children of the Moab and the children of Ammon with other mighty men of war were going to come against Jehoshaphat and the whole people group of Judah. So they were threatened, they were scared, they were praying and Jehoshaphat was praying unto God because he was a man of God. And while he was praying, all his people, even the children, everyone just stood there. So I always want us to have pictures of these realities to see how they were just devoted to God and they were no longer just doing a regular activity. These people were faced with a certain challenge and they found that the best thing to do was to stand before God father, mother, grandparents, everybody, like it was that important. This is devotion. This is commitment. This is belief that God will come through for you. So I don't know what is coming at you now. It may be sickness. It may be disease. It may be oppression. It may be addiction. It may be family troubles, marital problems. It may be children giving you headache. It may be in-laws giving you trouble. It may be workers just not cooperating. It may be that boss that keeps coming at you, it may be someone trying to get you, wanting to chase you, somebody cursing you out, not even wanting you to leave. It may be hardship. Maybe all these kind of things. It doesn't have to be just one thing. It may be a lot of things. You're finding it difficult to pass across your message to somebody you truly love. There's a disagreement. There's misunderstanding. There's all this stuff happening to you at once and it happens to all of us there are some seasons where things are a little bit quieter and then other seasons it's just like so much is coming at you i don't know what season you are right now but i want you to see that the old testament is so relevant today many people discard the old testament and part of what the old testament was supposed to teach us is that even though we come to a day like this where you're not going into battle you have a great army you have a great defense that will fight for you if there's anything you it's not as it was in those days where you are at risk of being whisked away with your children and everything so god knew that it will come to a point where the war we really face is the things that are happening to us in the spirit realm the things that the demonic realm is throwing at us that's why scripture calls that wrestling as well so we're still warring everything that causes us stress and pain and discomfort all of that come from the demonic realm and it's a war we are wrestling so even though we are not like the Israelites physically having to face the children of the Morbidites, the Amnonites, and strong mighty men of war. Anytime you see mighty men of war or men of renown, most of those things refer to giants. There's this variety, right? There's the children of Ammon, the children of Moab, and then the mighty men. I like specifying this thing so that you see the categories, right? The children of seem like people that are like you and I. Then when it comes to the mighty men, you know that these are kind of a little bit superhuman. They have abilities that are more powerful than the regular. As far as the spirit being, you are wrestling. Sometimes you wrestle with 
little things here and there, you know, not having to pay your bills here and there, not having to find favor before a boss here and there. But then you also wrestle with like those giants in the bloodline that have been there that are very powerful, that, you know, are responsible for some of the sicknesses you face, that are responsible for some of the biggest challenges your children are going through. These are the giants, these are the mighty men of war that you as a spirit being are facing. So today I want you to be aware that as a child of God and as a spirit being, you are still at war. Scripture says that you wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in heavenly places, in high places. So all of us, are like the children of Israel. So when you're faced with this battle, when you're faced with such opposition that is of all caliber, some of them appear to be little. Maybe it's just your brother or your sister trying to come at you. You can just tell them, hey, don't bother me. Give me a break. You can even say, hey, I'm not talking to you for two weeks. I'll talk to you when you're all together, right? Then there's stuff you're dealing with that you have to constantly keep going to court, and repenting and asking the Lord to remove the soul ties. And then there's some you have to stand up in your authority and begin to command them in the name of Jesus to break off of you. And you keep at that. Those are mightier. There's degrees of things that come to you because some demonic forces are stronger. And so in the face of this, what do you do? We see right there, when you just read in Second mm -hmm. Chronicles 20, verse 13, that they all stood before the Lord. So when you're faced with all this, mm -hmm. what do you do? You stand before the Lord. You're not mm -hmm. sitting down. You're not relaxed. You are on alert. Mm -hmm. You are facing God. God knows that this stand I'm taking that's why scripture says, after doing all things to stand, now stand therefore with the armor of God, mm -hmm. right? Just taking that stand is important. So this scripture or the Old Testament is not irrelevant. I've heard too many people talk about the Old Testament being irrelevant. You're supposed to access things of the spirit by the spirit. Revelation brings it and makes it relevant for every generation. If we push it aside, we will not understand so much that God has in store for us. Remember that we don't even have all that was written. So many got lost. So many was taken away from us. So what we have, we must maximize and engage God to the fullest capacity to allow his spirit to expound within us the revelation that he has prepared for our day for us. Amen. Yeah, I have Ephesians 6. Him. Okay. Finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Mm. Verse 11 says, put on the full arm of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. Amen. Take your stand. And this is what they were doing when they were faced with this challenging situation. I want you to really absorb everything that was going on there. Jehoshaphat was praying. And they stood. So the next verse, verse 14, please, June. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And the spirit of the Lord came to Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, 
a Levite and descendant of Asa, as he stood in the assembly. Wow. So this spirit of the Lord, right? Yes. I want to read, I have the Holy Bible from the ancient Eastern text that I use. It tries to be very accurate. So I'm going to read it for you. Over the course of time, as long as we're together, you guys are going to be buying a lot of Bibles. <laughs> so uh, it says in verse 14, I want to bring something out. Then upon Haziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of might. The spirit of might came. The spirit of might came from before the Lord upon this man. So your scripture says the spirit of the Lord. We know there are seven spirits of God, right? You read that in Isaiah 11, 2. He says the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. Wisdom, understanding. The spirit of counsel, three. Um, the spirit of might, four. The spirit of knowledge, five. The spirit of the fear of the Lord, six. And the spirit of the Lord, seven. So what this Bible is specifying here is that the spirit of might came from the throne of the Lord. And I'm just quickly going to reference Revelations 4, 5. So you see that the spirit of the Lord is from the throne of God. So when it says that it came from before the Lord, you see that it is from before the Lord, before his throne. So, Revelations 4, 5, and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. We've done teachings on the seven spirits of God. But I want to bring the spirit of might into the picture. Because I find that he is very akin with the praises that emanate from the throne of God and from the people of God. There's something about praise that causes the spirit of might to come and release the power of God in the face of opposition, in the face of giants, in the face of an attack from the enemy. We need the spirit of might. He is still relevant. And the Lord would send him to come to this guy called Hazael. He came upon him from the Lord. And so that was when Hazael began to encourage them, began to speak to them, and told them to praise. You wonder, okay, why did the spirit of might come upon him? Does the spirit of might come upon other people? Will the spirit of might come upon me too when I stand in praise? Yes, it will come upon you too because the scripture we're going to read now, it says in Revelations 5-6, then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes. This slain lamb is Jesus, and they are saying that Jesus had seven horns and seven eyes, but here he's depicted as the lamb that was slain. Remember in the Old Testament, they literally killed the lambs for atonement. For a year. So in heaven, where this was taking place, that lamb is Jesus Christ. 
And it's saying here that the seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. So it's sent out. The seven spirits of God are sent out to all the earth. The Lord sends them. They come from the Lord. They are not separate from the Lord. I want to make that very clear. And I also want to say that some scriptures don't specify them individually. They want to say that it is a manifold uh, faces or is the sevenfold display of the Holy Spirit. It is not. They are individualistic and they have a purpose. And the timing of them coming to the earth is to fulfill specific functions. And that's why you see when we are casting out devils and we are trying to set someone free, you see us come with this authority and you see her voices go up and you see energy just bursting from us. It's the spirit of might. It's the power of God. It's the dunamis of God. So we all need him. And he's very associated with praise. And he showed up when the people of praise stood before God. They were worshiping. They were a people of praise. Judah, even when they would go to war in the day when Israel was a full nation and Judah wasn't separate, they would go first in praise before the battle starts. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts, and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you, go for it, go grab your copy, please grab your copy, tell me about it, tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life, tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.